welcome to another exciting adventure of... Wait for it. Tales from the Attic. I am your host, Donnie Salvo. And if you are new to Tales from the Attic, this is what I do. I go up into my attic, I reach into a long box, I grab a random comic, and then what happens? You and I, we talk about it together. Well, actually, I talk about it, you listen. Uh, and it's fun. I think it's fun. I hope you think it's fun. But before we get into our latest installment, let's take care of business. This episode is brought to you by Broken Sea Presents Beta Flight. Not everyone they find is ready or willing to don a costume and help others. Then again, some are. These are their adventures. Listen to the adventures of the Beta Flight team in this action-packed audio drama. Available at brokensea.com slash betaflight. That was my somewhat movie guy voice. That's, that's all I got. Beta Flight. Um, there you go. And uh, I just recently got a gig with Beta Flight, and it's nice. I am a character. Pick me out. And if you do, I will give you a hug or something. Anyway, let us jump into our story. We have Alpha Flight. Look at that. Beta Flight. Alpha Flight. This is crazy. Serendipity. Alpha Flight number 20. Five from August of 1985. I was 12 years old. How about that? Just discovering myself. You know what I'm talking about. And it's North Star. He's a, it's a full page spread. It's just it's just a, it's North Star, and it's all red. And he's in a, a in a white circle. And off panel it says, "Well, North Star, you've heard the charges." How do you plead? And he goes, plead? And we come back, and it's it's Box and Aurora and Heather and uh, a, a dude in a wheelchair. I don't remember who he is. I really don't. And um, Shaman. So he says, plead? So this is a trial, then. If so... I see no one here who I acknowledge to have the authority to pass judgment over me. Try that one when you're in court. And Heather says, This is not a trial, Jean Paul. Sim- it, it, simply a hearing into very serious charges your sister has brought against you. And this was in issue 22 that she did that. And this is kind of where Aurora, see, Aurora has split personalities. And her and her brother have, like, kind of the same powers. And this is the point where she's in the yellow and white costume because she's this other, like, uh, personality, and she's split from her brother. Usually her and her brother wear kind of the same costume. So this is that era, era of Alpha Flight. Oh, and just for the record, this is written and drawn by John, John Byrne. Blah, blah, blah. And, uh... So yeah, so I, you know, she's she's trying to get to the bottom of the situation, see what the truth is. Uh, 
And so North Star's like, so it's the truth you're after, is it, huh? Whose truth, I wonder? Yours? My sister's? Alpha Flight has it more than its fierce share of secrets. Tell me if you can what it is to be considered truth and what is not. And the guy in the wheelchair says, we're not going anywhere. We're, oh, we're not going to get anywhere, Mr. Mr. Bebe. Bebrer. Bobier. Bobier. Can't you see that? Ha <laughs> ha. No. Not another quarter heard from. That's messed up, dude. This dude's an amputee, and he says another quarter heard from. What's he trying to say? That's fucked up. Did I read way too into that? I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> do I have to face accusations from outsiders? Dan DiDio's outsiders? Oh, this is... Oh, okay, the guy in the wheelchair is Roger Box. Uh, and he's a new recruit. This is all uh, shamans telling us all this. And uh, Roger Box says, Thanks, Mr. Two Young Men. <laughs> That's his name. Mr. Two Young Men. And actually, he's a doctor. He didn't go to... I didn't go to seven years of evil medical school to be called Mr. Thank you very much. So anyway, they're just trying to get some answers out of here because, um, you know, according to Aurora... North Star has some serious black marks in in, in his past, and uh, and they want to make sure that he didn't uh, he didn't do what they said he did. But they're not telling us what he did, and I'm mad. And so uh, so Heather's like, do do you want to deny it, or you know, you're gonna let your ego get in the way? And uh, and he gets all pissed. He's like, who's guilty of flaunting their ego here, Heather Hudson? I've done things which I'm no longer proud. It's true. But I did them because I once believed in something. Something I once thought worth fighting for. Even worth dying for. Is that an egotistical act? Then what of you? You have presumed leadership of this group by unlateral declaration. And Heather's like, hey, Puck's there. He was. Oh, he's just coming in now. I like Puck. He was my favorite little guy on, on the team. Like, I mean, like, hero. Anyway, him and Sasquatch. But, um, she's like, that's hardly the point and hardly fair, North Star. I claim leadership of Alpha at the recommendation of its members because I am the widow of the Guardian, our first leader. And Puck comes in the house. He's like, you might want to rephrase that. And she goes, Puck, what the? Puck, what the fuck? I'd be saying that to him constantly, dude. I, he would kick my ass every day. I'd be like, uh, I would just be, I would. He, his, he's, his name rhymes it. Uh, anyway, and um, he goes, I've been, I've been, I was monitoring the emergency frequency talisman, who is, who is a shaman's daughter, by the way. She just called in, and the the creep caliber busted, he busted out of jail, and, he, and he's in a. A big battle downtown with who? The Guardian, who died 13 issues ago in Alpha Flight number 12. And there's this dude in armor, and he's just blowing up shit. And the Guardian is, is uh, you know, he's dodging the, the blast, and he's shooting at, at Caliber. And um, 
talisman is is talking to the police who are all dressed up in like this. They look like the science police on the Legion, actually. Kind of cool. So, you Canadians, you Canadians in your kooky police gear, eh? And she says, "Okay, I'll bite." How do you get loose? And then the cops like, "You tell me, talisman." We had the creep all nice and locked away with his poor man's Iron Man suit and a security holding on the other side of town. Somebody busted him out, and they got him his armor back, too, but we don't know who. And, um... So Talisman's all confused. She's like, all right, uh, so someone busted him out, gave him his armor back. But the question is, what the heck is the Guardian doing here? And in one piece... In one piece, because in issue 12, he got all bloated up. All blown up, but good. And the cop's like, what? Lady, I'm in the middle of a firefight with a guy in an, like a, in an armored costume, and you're, you're laying your problems on me? And she goes, never mind, I said anything. Yay, free health care. Um, and then she goes, I keep forgetting Guardian's death isn't a matter of public record. This is what she's thinking to herself, like... So Omega Flight blew him up real good in issue 12, like I said. But here he is. And, uh, and she's just amazed. And Caliber's just like, you know, I was hoping you'd turn up this time, Guardian. I designed this armor with you in mind. And uh, last time, last time on Alpha Flight, I was lucky. I wasn't prepared for Aurora's new powers. This time I am. So this happened in... Uh, Two issues ago, 23. And this time, all of Alpha Flight is going to die, starting with you. And and he's just flying around. He's like, you know, I'll just pass on that. If it's all the same to you, my friend. See, I've already died once. And it's not an experience I care to repeat any too soon. So this is Guardian, or is it? I don't know. Let's keep reading, shall we? Why not? And he's just shooting blasts, and he's shooting underneath uh, Caliber's feet. And he knocks him on his arse. And Caliber gets up. And they're just like blasting back and forth. And Talisman is just on the sidelines. And she's just like, is it him? Isn't it him? Is it something supernatural? Did he not die? I thought he died. They told me he died. Is he not died? I don't know. Is he not di- Is he not died? That's good. That's how American Indians that live in Canadian, Canada talk. All right. I, I don't know where I'm going with this. I just, right now I insulted a... a a race and a country. I I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. This this is John Burns got me confused, and it's only like page seven. I don't know what's going on. Blah, blah, blah. So now finally, she's gonna start, you know, doing some magic. And she makes two big eggs, like glowing energy eggs in her hands, and they flatten out. And uh, Caliber sees this, and he turns around. And he starts blasting. And those two egg things are coming at him, and they they form one big egg thing, and it's coming and it's engulfing his hand, it's engulfing him, and he's like, get the stuff, get it, and then pop 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 pop, and he falls down and he's in his socks and his undies, and he kind of actually looks like Tony Stark too. Um, she didn't even know she was like, well, I wasn't quite sure what I was. Whomping up for you, for you there, Hotshot. But it seems to have done the job just fine. Oh, good. I'm glad she's on the team. I don't know what I just did, but it worked out. Don't worry about it. Um, and she's making jokes. She says, apparently, it's just like the song says: we must believe in magic. 
And Guardian comes down and he goes, Remarkable. Congratulations, Talisman. Talisman in it, is it? You may be the new kid on the block, but you hand him like a seasoned pro. I'm impressed, eh? And she says, Thanks. But, um, uh, I have to ask you a personal question. Aren't you dead? Dun dun dun. And he says, Yes and no. What the fuck does that mean? You're, you're standing there. Is he a vampire? <gasps> is it Twilight? Is he going to sparkle? Anyway, um, he says, to paraphrase Mark Twain, the reports of my death were slightly exaggerated. And then all of a sudden, the whole team is there. Like, poof, out of nowhere. They're just, like, right behind Guardian. And Box says, I thought that kind of thing only happened in comic books. Oh, get it? Because we're reading a comic. And and he goes, Alpha Flight. And then Heather comes up to him and he goes, yes, it's us. The face has changed, but the name remains the same. Is it really you, Mac? And she's not, like, talking like a 30s gangster. Like, is it really you, Mac? See? See? That's his name. Um, and he's like, it's me, Heather. As hard as it is to accept, it's me. And she says, forgive me. But I'm not sure I can believe you. And he goes, I understand, darling. See, they were married. Sorry. Uh, it took a long time for me to believe it myself. It took a long time for it to be- for him to believe it himself. What the fuck? Where's my Sasquatch? Where is he? I think he died already. Quote, unquote. He wasn't really... Anyway, I don't... That's a whole other issue. But it's true, and I think I got one good way to prove it. And he grabs her. And, he, and it's one whole page. It's just them kissing. Right smack... I can't do... Can't... I didn't... Nope, my lip... He just kisses her right on the lips. Do the smacking noise. You. Right there. You. You, no, not you. You. Yes, you. Do it. There you go. All right. Chapter 2, Up from the Lazarus Box. We can't call it the Lazarus Pit because DC will sue. So anyway, she faints. She's on the couch. He's He's got his helmet off. He's standing over. Um, Shaman's there. And uh, Talisman's there. And uh, he makes a joke about what a good kisser he was. He knocked her out. But she's like, how did you survive? And why did you run away when I saw you on the street? So I guess um, on issue 22, uh, she must have saw someone that looked like him. And uh, so he goes, well, look, it's a long story. And we have a flashback. And it's at the end of issue 12 where his armor is shot to shit, his battle suit. And uh, he's about to explode. And he gambled on the theoretical function of the suit. The possibility that the massive power surge of the blast might be used to rupture the space-time continuum. I did not make this up. All this this flashed through his head in about 0.7 seconds. Really? Really? What the... He hit the proper sequence, and then the pack blew. It ripped open the fabric of the universe itself and also carbonized the air around me immediately. He had no control over the rift, and it shows him just falling. Through a wave. He winds up. (laughs) Oh, Lord. 
he winds up on some kind of uh, planet, and it looks desolate. And uh, he said he, um, he was cold. He couldn't breathe. Whatever was passing for air there. And he turned around and looked at the sky and stars. He figured out where he was. Are you kidding me? Are you? F- Ganymede, the largest of Jupiter's moons. He knew that, right? He knew he was on the largest one, right? Like he had time to compare all the rest before he died of lack of oxygen after being half blowed up and a messed up... That particular revelation did me little good, however, just to show you how smart I am in and smug and within seconds I was unconscious perhaps even dead sprawled out on the frozen water crust of that little planet you just said it was a moon it's not a planet anyway he goes I can't say if I really died I don't have any of the traditional past mortem experiences no heavenly light no glimpses of previous departed friends and relatives just darkness without time without feeling okay there you go and then he opened his eyes. And they are these weird jellyfish looking creatures that have domes over them. And it just, they call themselves the Corellin. These are just like, wow. Jellyfish creatures in the oceans of the moons of Jupiter. So they, um, yeah, he couldn't pronounce it for months, he says. So anyway, they were a race native, right? Okay, we got that. And they they lived in the warmer ice water and slush. They had a remarkable civilization spread through the honeycomb crust of the moon. Yay. They had saved my life, nursed my wounds, literally repaired me. I stayed with them for 10 months, Earth time, recuperating. So now he, he even kept track. What about the times you're unconscious? How long were you unconscious? Do you know that? Dr. Mac, you smug, too smart for yourself, douche. I'm not liking him. I don't care. He blew up. He had a hero's death. He saved Alpha Flight from Omega Flight, and it was great. Everybody loved him. Just slow 12-issue burn. 13 issues later, boom, here we are. Okay? And he's in some kind of, like, deep-sea diver suit following a jellyfish. And... um he became friends and buddies with him. And, uh... He, uh... I don't know. This, and then he, he told him about his desire to go back to Earth. And that's when the fates decided to hand me one more metaphysical shot in the head. I wish I was shot in the head right now. The Quindrill used their trans-optic Scanners to get a look at my home world as a prelude to figure out how to send me there. That's when they discovered I moved in time as well as space. On Earth, the great Egyptian civilization had barely begun. So now, he's on a moon in Jupiter 10,000 years in the past. Can you make the story any more convoluted, Mr. Byrne? Can you? Where's Puck? I want to. I want to watch Puck. Suddenly, it seemed every effort uh, was exhausted on, on on his behalf. 
Um, even if they could get him to Earth, what would be the point? It'd be 10,000 years. It was when their chief scientist, a fella I called Einstein, oh, aren't you just cute, came up with a possible solution. And so I died again, this time by going in a suspended animation with the Quirlian promise, promising to spend as much of the next 10,000 years as they needed. These are very nice aliens. I mean, I can't even get the guy down the street to guarantee me I'll be done with an oil change in an hour. These freaking jellyfish people, are they're wasting 10,000 years trying to get this guy home as he's suspended animation. And he woke up 100 centuries later. Oh, my Lord. And the uh, Quirlin uh, were fighting in a world war. But the, before, um, while they're fighting in a world war, they had built him a rocket ship to try and get him back. So, because they were so nice and spent 10,000 years putting this ship together and free, figuring out how to get him back to his own time, and they're fighting in a world war, what does Mac do? Does he jump in? Does he help these people that helped him for 10,000 years? No, nope, he jumps right in the ship, takes off, and guess what? <laughs> Wait. I'm sorry. Um, 28 months later, which he spent in deep sleep again, he arrived on Earth in the western Canadian coast of British Columbia. So the dude was, boom. This is how good they got, right? So he fell in the water. The minute he hit the water, the ship dissolved around him. 30 seconds later, his spacesuit did the same. And he gets up and it's all a sunshine thing. Like a little scenery. And uh, he was naked as a jaybird. So he scurried through the woods till he found a boarded up summer cabin. He broke into it, found some old clothes. He said they smelt like years worth of old sweat socks. He hitched a ride to the nearest big city, which happened to be Vancouver. And that's where he saw Heather. And he took off because he didn't know how to explain this to her. Because you know what? The story's so fucking convoluted, he can't even follow it. And it happened to him. Um, and then he thought that maybe her life would be better without him. And she said, without? Oh, you big jerk. And she gives him a hug. I have no life without you and blah, blah, blah. And I've been soldiering along. And, uh, and he goes, but you don't understand. But when I, something's changed in me that was vital. And he says, you know, they saved me. They put me back together. But they couldn't tell because I was unconscious. And they'd never seen a human being before. They had no way of knowing what was me and what was my armor. So they improvised. And he is now a cyborg. Because they had melded the skin and his battle suit together. And I like how he just ripped off his costume too. I mean just one. Like a, like a male stripper. He just like, like I had snaps on the side. Not that I know that much about male stripper. Anyway. And he's just sitting there in the skivvies. And he's... And then... He, we, we cut to Box. And he's running and he's smashing into a rock. And, uh... Oh, this is where Sasquatch's soul, I think, is caught in Box's armor, maybe. I'm trying to think... And he says, for Sasquatch is in the box armor. 
So he's and so Box Box Doctor Box is out there. God damn you, Burn! For heaven's sake, Doctor Lingowski, be careful. There's there's been no opportunity to give the new Box a proper shakedown. You could damage him severely that way. And then he says, "Well, I thought this Tin Woodsman of yours was supposed to be indestructible." Hey, look at that! A Wizard of Oz reference. Very timely. Um, I mean, this is going to be home sweet home now until my real body, my, since my real body's been destroyed. Well, a fella should be able to have fun, some fun. And uh, Aurora, who they had a thing together, was kind of like, you know, what kind of fun? Corked in a machine like that. And he goes, hey, you still love me in here. After all, you love me for my mind, don't you? Don't you? And she takes off. Aurora takes off. She goes, well, that's something I'll have to think about. And he says, Aurora. And, well, ain't that a kick in the head? Here I am busily adjusting to the kind of trauma that would put ten normal men in a rubber room for the duration. And she has to go and hit me with the emotional haymaker. And um, Dr. Box is like, not surprising, though. From what I've seen about Mademoiselle Bobby, huh? well, it seems like it seems like her needs would require more than any generations of my box series could provide. And then Box gets mad at Doctor Box, which is <sighs> Sasquatch Box gets mad at Doctor Box. And he goes, "What's that crack supposed to mean, eh?" And he goes, "Nothing offensive, sir. Only that uh, Madame Baudouille, Barbier." Is well, a very physical lady. She needs a man in real human form, and I think I know how we can get one. To be continued. So, is the Guardian back? Is that, is he really a cyborg? <laughs> Will we ever find out what North Star is on trial for? That's not really a trial. Will Aurora still be a whore? And will Dr. Box find out? Uh, find a man for her to do naughty things with. Tune in ne never because I'm done. I don't understand half of what I read to you. I'm scared. I want to go to my happy place. Anyway, if you want to uh, drop me an email, it's Donnie, D-O-N-N-Y, Salvo, S-A-L-V-O, all one word, at yahoo.com. And thank you to Betaflight for sponsoring this episode. That's great. And uh, thank you for listening, and I will see you guys next time. Goodbye. <laughs>